and welcome to Here's Johnny's All Reviews, the Movie Review Podcast, a little slice and dice, all praise and hype a movie. And every month there's a thing, and as it's December, I'm doing a, uh, sorry, and end of the decade, I thought I'd look at end of the world movies, such as End of Days, Stigmata, and Dogma. However, I took a little swerve here and doing 1980s and New Year's Evil. A movie I've been planning on doing since I started this podcast, but I couldn't find a good copy of the movie on YouTube until I found it on one of Amazon Prime's many movie channels, MGM. So then I have a clean, blurry copy. Anyway, in case you've never heard of this before, and why wouldn't you? Unless, of course, you're like me, and love a good bad movie. This is a holiday horror set on New Year's Eve in 1979. As but a killer going around killing women for every time zone in America. Yes, but as dumb as it sounds. This, however, is one of the earliest holiday slashers long before April Fool's Day, my bloody Valentine, Saturday Night Delight, and Trick or Treats. By the way, check my archive, most of them are on it. Does this, however, excuse the fact it's a bad bloody proto-slasher? I'll find out here. Uh, with its unknown budget, I'm guessing extremely low, I thought this is canon films, this thing pulled an unknown. So, starring Rose Kelly, Kip Niven and Grant Kramer, uh, directed by Emmett Alston. Uh, the plot, in Los Angeles, a DJ celebrating the new year on a televised rockathon starts getting calls from a killer telling her he'll kill one person and for every time zone in America until he gets to her. Can the police save her? What's with her freaky-dicky son? Who thought it was a good idea? Find out here! Oh, and good luck getting that ear on of a shitty song to your bloody well head. I've been fucking humming it all bloody all day. So you know you're in for a good time when it pops the Canon Films logo, right? Oh yes, by the way, this is one of the earliest Canon Film movies and I believe the only slasher movie they ever actually made. On to shots of a holiday inn in Los Angeles at night into a, a hotel room and here we meet star DJ Blaze, played by Rose Kelly. Uh, she's in makeup, which makes it look like she's been slapped across the bloody face about four times. She tells her ever-worrying manager, Ernie, played by Jed Miles, to relax. She's got this in the can. It's super easy. I mean, all she has to do is host a, an all-night bloody rockathon with... Out, out of control bloody punks dancing away in the, the same band playing the same fucking two songs the one over again. She then tells him to get her assistant on the phone. Got to said assistant, Yvonne, played by Alicia Danita. She looks like she just came from a mere vice party in Jamaica. She got killed in a shower. Hello, psycho reference. Not before she tells Blaze her husband is in Palm Springs at the <coughs> club partied out. And one thing here, who the fuck killed her? It wasn't the killer, and it wasn't the weirdo son, so who? Moving the fuck right on, because this movie doesn't give two shits. On to shots of downtown Los Angeles, as in pipes the earbomb of a theme song, New Year's Evil, as it pops the titles. On to shots of the cast of Return of the Living Dead, heading to the graveyard to parade. Uh, the reason why it took for him four years, why the driver's going 25 miles per bloody hour. Uh, nothing worse than fake punks. Uh, they pull it outside the Holiday Inn, but have no tickets, so don't get in. Back to Blaze. As yet a 
again, she is having a go at her manager, who is worrying no one will watch the New Year's Eve punkathong. Because who the fuck would want to watch this crap? I mean, it's, it's like the same four songs over and over again, and it's crap movie music. In walks her son, Derek, played by Grant Kramer, the only person who bloody walked again in this fucking movie. He's most famous for Attack of the Killer Clowns from Outer Space, or how it's called. Check my second podcast, the Schlocky Horror Podcast Show, for that one. In this, he's playing a struggling actor who is into weird shit, such as putting red stockings on his head and cutting them up with a straight razor or some sort of razor. Okay then. Blaze, being far too into herself, doesn't listen to Derek as he tells her he got a part on some days of life like soap. Anyway, he sulks off into her room as she kicks off her all-night rockathon wearing a hideous salmon pink PVC dress. She drops the title of the movie and calm the fuck down James Bond, then cut via satellite to the three time zones. Uh, I thought America had something like seven time zones, not three. New York, Chicago and Colorado. And when I say live shots, I mean stock footage and some guy doing some pissy-ass voiceover. The phones are going off the hook, all four of them of course. She takes a request for another brick on a wall by Pink Floyd, but this being canon, they don't have the bloody rights to it, or the rights to the fucking actual song. It's called We Don't Need No Bloody Education. She gets her first call from Evil, aka her husband, Richard, played by Kip Niven. He tells her he'll kill one person for every time in America until he gets his hands on her. He uses some sort of, I don't know, voice manipulator thing to hide his voice, and when Asked what to call him, he says, evil. So with that, she says, are you bad, honey? He replies, no, just evil. <laughs> I love that line. It's cheesy as fuck, but I love it. Cut to one of the many, many times you'll hear Shadow singing New Year's Evil. I swear to God, they have two songs. Possible three. <laughs> Meanwhile, a blaze calls the cops to report the prank call. Really, love? One prank call? It's a fucking all-night Punk slash a rockathon. Call and show for fuck's sake. You were expecting what? Nice, happy go lucky fucking party course? Oi. Back to evil. As he breaks into the nut house to kill a nurse dressed as a doctor. Oh, I should say his gimmick here is to change outfits after every kill. As inside the nut house, all the patients are watching Blaze and dancing to New Year's Evil. Anyway, evil picks up some nurse plies her with champagne and then romances her as back to Blaze as she now has a police escort in the form of Lieutenant Clayton, played by Chris Wallace, who tells her she's fine. She has a police escort over the bloody hotel, plus what was she expecting is a fucking call-in show. Blaze then throws a hissy fit and soaks off into the dressing room, where she calls Derek, who is stoned out of his fucking mind. To ask if he's seen a Vaughn. He tells her no, he hasn't seen a Vaughn, but he can't get a hold of his dad. Blaze doesn't give two shits and hangs up on Derek, who then takes a handful of pills. Back to evil! As he's worked his way into the pants of the nurse he picked up earlier. It's midnight in New York, so evil! Oh God, I have to stop doing a smart mouth voice. <coughs> Kills the nurse by stabbing her to death with his handy dandy flick knife. What is it with the 80s and fucking flick knives? They were flick knives. They were everywhere for crying out loud. He then records her death on cassette tape. Remember them? 
which she calls Blaze to play back her death, as back to Blaze and her zombie-like mosh pit, punk rockers, uh, the poor Cameron gets knocked down to the fucking floor four times, as they just jump over him, and not to natural zombies, they're just stoned out of their fucking minds. Evil! Calls in Nurse's death, as back, as he, sorry, as he plays back the death, he then tells Blaze where to tell the police to find the body, and then hangs up. What the fuck? Why would you tell the police where the fuck you put the body, you bloody blubbering idiot? At nurse house, another nurse finds nurse's dead body, with her throat slit and her boobs slashed. It seems that's his M.O., a, a slit of the throat and a stab of the boob. The cops are then called, but evil is long gone. Meanwhile, back to the hotel, Derek is cutting up red stockings with his flick knife. Okay. He then argues with himself in a mirror and sticks the red stocking on his head and then sticks a hat pin through his ear. What the fuck? Meanwhile, Blaze is dancing with the shadows, or the shadow, whatever the fuck that band's called, as they rock out to one of the four songs they have. So Derek, watching this on TV, pulls apart Rosie, still wearing the stocking and a hat pin, the fuck, as back with Evil, who is now in a swingers outfit, as he's glowing on a fake porn trash, I mean, the fuck. As backstage, Lieutenant Clayton tells Blaze, Evil is for real. They've found a nurse's dead body. Meanwhile, at a funky swingers party, Evil picks up two girls, telling them he's heading to Erica Strader's New Year's Eve party. Wait, that would have worked in 1979. Ooh, As back to the studio, Shadow plays yet another one of their hit songs. Okay. Blaze is told to keep evil on the phone as long as she possibly can, so he'll be caught easy. Uh, how is that? He's using fucking payphones, you blubbering idiots. Back to evil. Who now has his hands filled with the two girls he picked up earlier. One of them is called Lisa, played by Anita Crane, and the other is Sally, played by Louisa Mortez. He whisks them off in his Mercedes-Benz. Uh, where the hell did he get that one from? It's almost midnight in Chicago. Evil is uh, stuck with these two ditzy blondes. I swear to God, their inane yammering is doing my fucking head. And all they do is talk about tantric yoga and fucking transmeditation and God knows what the hell it is. I mean, they're fucking atypical ditzy blondes. Anyway, one of the blondes has the shits, so he must pull over. He then hands Lisa a $100 bill to get a bottle of champagne. Then bags Sally with a huge bag of Colombian weed, and she dies. He records it on the handy-dandy tape recorder. Lisa returns with a bottle of champagne, but finds the car is gone, as Sally's clothes are leading her to a dumpster, where Evil pops out and slashes her across the throat and stabs her boob. A. As a waste of a victim, and B. As a waste of champagne. Anyway, he calls Blaze to play back the tape, and then tells her where the bodies are. Why? He then changes outfits right there in the middle of the street by the phone box as the cops drive past. What the fuck, movie? The cops show up, but these being 80s cops are fucking idiots. As back to evil. Now dressed as a priest, because why not? Hell's Angels pull up next to him and give him the finger. They then roar off, as on the radio, evil's plan is told, so he's completely Fucked, right? 
Wrong! Uh, there's 40 minutes left of this fucking thing. And we still have two more time zones. Anyway, not paying attention. Evil. Rear ends a biker. They give chase so evil. Drives to a drive-in to hide. Uh, note the drive-in is playing the Red Queen Kills Seven Times from 1972. Not Blood Feast from 1963 as the movie states. Also, I want to go back to the 80s where it was three bucks to see a movie. Not almost fucking 20. Evil. Has his Mercedes-Benz smashed up, so kills the biker leader and then runs away. He then steals a car from a horny teen, slashes his throat, drives off with the car with his girl in a back seat. Back to Blaze is almost midnight in the Aspen, Colorado. Things have gone to shit for evil. It's almost midnight, as people know what he looks like, but he has a girl, so he's girl right. Wrong. With seconds to go, the girl gets away from evil. Who then gives chase? He quickly catches her. However, the cops show up and she gets away. He missed one. I guess you should have killed Lisa then, the fucking idiot. Or indeed tell you the fuck where you're going, you bloody moron. The cops show up at the hotel as Lieutenant Clayton tries to control the punks who don't listen unsurprisingly. As Blaze is then introduced to Dr. Reed, played by John Alterman. He tells her she be next, so be ready. After all, it's almost midnight Pacific Standard Time. Derek, still wearing a red stocking over his head, has added fashionable wraparound sunglasses. Overhears this and socks off to his room. What the fuck, movie? Also, how did he get behind the police lockdown? Who cares? Evil. Pulls up outside a hotel and just walks past the cops. Well, he kills one of the lame-ass cops with a brick and steals his outfit. He's now inside. Blaze instructs Shadow, who sing Made in Japan for the third time. So they'll have two fucking songs then. Okay. Evil. Sets up the lift to crash, but not before changing to a white tracksuit, which he left in a case in a hotel. What the fuck? Why did you go through all this if you're going to if you're going to plan to kill your fucking wife? Why did you just kill her when you had the chance or do it live on fucking air? You want to be famous, you fucking moron. The whole point of this movie is he wants to kill her to become famous so he can have his own money and have his own lifestyle back because apparently she's a complete control freak bitch. Moving on. Blaze goes back to her hotel room to change, so she's followed by a cop, who of course is killed. Not before almost shooting Derek, who runs off in a mood, the fuck movie, and walks evil, wearing a Bud Abbott mask carrying his handy dandy flick knife. Richard tells the cop he's Blaze's husband, and then tells her he was Derek's big surprise. She tells him Yvonne is still missing, also she may have a serial killer after her. She isn't quite sure. Then she continues to get dressed. With that, Richard walks off to tamper with the lift controls and security feed. As downstairs, Lieutenant Clayton gets a call. They have found Richard's Mercedes at the drive-thru, along with the biker's body, as also he stole the car and kidnapped a girl. More backstory, as Richard was a patient at that house. If that is true, how the fuck didn't the fucking nurse recognise him then? Dear, oh dear. Anyway, Blaze is now wearing a handy dandy, sorry, handy dandy, a super fashionable red PVC jumpsuit with a zebra print coat. She's now in the lift heading back up to the studio. Evil cuts the power to the lift. It drops slowly as Evil stops it on the first floor. He kills the cop, then kidnaps Blaze, showing her the tapes of all of his kills. 
when she asks why, he tells her because he hates women that are nothing but liars and manipulative sluts. He also goes on to say he hates her especially because he, she gave him an allowance that made him beg for money. He knows she's going to do the same with Derek, so she must die. And she's a selfish bitch looking about herself. He goes on, Derek got the lead at a soap all on his own, but she doesn't give two fucks also about her and her stupid career. The cops do a sweep of the hotel looking for evil. Meanwhile, evil handcuffed Blaze to the bottom of a lift, which he sends shooting up all the way to the roof, and then all the way back down to the floor ridiculously slowly for some fucking reason. Evil is then caught playing lift controls, runs off to the roof, but he puts on his Bud Abbott mask and then leaps off the roof after quoting from Hamlet. Blaze is then saved after the cops shoot the lift control box. Derek steals his dad's body in ambulance while wearing the father's masks as credits roll. So it was New Year's Evil, one of the first ho- holiday slashers as may be. However, this story is makes no fucking sense. The kills are boring, the earworm song is beyond fucking annoying, plus it's painfully slow and boring. I'm going to give this thing a 4 out of 10. So I'll come back next week as I look at Jurassic Park. And don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod. And email me message suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other franchise podcasts of Captain America, Batman, Superman and many, many more. Also my solo podcast of Army of Darkness, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, Gremlins and many, many more. And finally, check out my second podcast, the Schlocky Horror Podcast Show on Anchor, where every two weeks, myself and my co-host look at all things B to Z, the very best of the very bad. Hey, bye. And remember, I watch these bad movies so you don't have to. And a happy new fear.